Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hello. A schwink. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. I'm Mark Whitman. And we just got back from lunch. We ate pretty sensibly. It was good. We both had an omelet. Mm-hmm. No bread, no grits. We actually went into the no first. We went into Huddle, hey, Huddle House of Seneca. Let's get your act together. Yeah, clean your tables. Clean your tables. You know, bust them. There was not a place to see it. And it was filthy in there. It was, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was disgusting in there. Uh, so we went to Seneca Family Restaurant. And, uh, which whenever you check out, uh, the, the owner, I don't know his name. He's always got a joke. Like today I said, <laughs> Hey, this is all together. He's like, you mean everybody's in the whole restaurant? He's it's always something like that. Right. But even when you acknowledge it, he acts like he didn't make a joke almost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you acknowledge. Cause I joke? said, I said, I wish I could. And he just went about his day. Yeah. Weird dude, man. Weird yes. Dude. Got a mow haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but good people. I'm sure he's good. a good guy, but I mean, his hair looks like mow from the Three Stooges. He's there. We're going to get banned from Seneca <laughs> Family yeah. Restaurant. I'll live. I'll live. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what, second in six years we've eaten there twice, maybe? Have we eaten there? Maybe we've never been there. I don't know if we have. I don't. Man. I've. In, it seems like we did. In ten years, I've eaten there less than ten times. I know. In in ten years, I've probably eaten there less than three times. Yeah. I know you and I just ate there, and I ate there years ago. Yeah. And I don't remember eating there again. Seemed like you and I went there one time. And they if were, I'm not mistaken, yeah. we went there. It was filthy. Went to Huddle House. I feel like that's what happened last time today. Went to Huddle House. It was filthy. Well. Went to Seneca Family Restaurant. What goes around comes around. I guess the guy that owned the uh, Seneca Family Restaurant fired everybody and they went down the road to Huddle House. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, we do want to talk. This is a wrestling podcast. We want to talk a little bit of wrestling. And we have not talked any. I mean, the only wrestling we talked was we, we briefly talked WrestleMania. You said, you know what, I think I'm going to cancel the network after WrestleMania. And I said, I don't even know if I'm going to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, you did say that. Goldberg and Roman Reigns? It's not an appealing match to me. Uh, What's the other one? Uh, Fiend and uh, John Cena? The Fiend scares you. You don't he like does. him. The Fiend scares me. Edge and Randy Orton was one that inter- interested yeah. us the most. I'm sure that'll be... It'll be a good match. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do I really want to spend seven hours of a Sunday? Yeah, that's a good point. That is a very good point. I may just wait till the next day and watch all the highlights. On yeah, kind of just go media. through the go through the highlights. Yeah, I I have not. Yeah, I haven't watched anything. I mean, I haven't watched any WWE programming. At all, I have not either. If it, yeah, just highlights on Facebook and Twitter, yeah. and and I ain't even watched them to be honest with you. 
and uh, my yeah. life's going just fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, you just yeah, just don't dig on that company, man. They're not doing anything that's interesting to me. And when they finally got an interesting character, they did with Goldberg in 2020 when he's 20 years too old, what they should have done with him when they had him to begin with, which yeah, two, is, uh, you know, in 2000 or whatever, 2001, yeah, 2002. Yeah. Three, whatever year it was. Like, I'm not a Goldberg fan anyway. I right. wasn't a fan of his then. Yeah. And I certainly ain't a fan of right. his now. I get it. I always said I understand why people liked him. You yeah. put a guy that looks like that out there and let, let him beat everybody in 30 seconds if he can't get over doing that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I didn't like him then, and I don't like him now. So it's not like I'm going to watch a pay-per-view that he's headlining. Right. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it'll be a good match. Most of these matches were set up uh, just a couple months ago, maybe. Yeah. I don't really feel like, oh, this is years in the making, you know? No, I don't feel like that with WWE. I feel like, yeah, they're just not that way. They never have been. Yeah. Um, in contrast to that, I do want to talk a little AEW. Um, I did buy, bought, bought the pay-per-view revolution. I was traveling, so I watched it on my phone, paid 50 bucks and, uh, you know, 50 bucks is a lot of money, but like, I really enjoyed it. I thought, hmm. I thought it felt like a pay-per-view. I didn't see matches that I'd seen variations of the, the previous weeks. Wait a minute. You mean these guys didn't wrestle each other every week for two months? No. With ver- with various outcomes, and then the guy that was going to win the match got beat up the, the week before? Right. You mean to tell me that's not what happened? Right. Yeah. Um, it was a really, <clears throat> a really well done pay-per-view. Uh, you know, I think they're – I think AEW have said it before. Say it again. I'll – probably continue to say it they could do away with their women's division and it wouldn't change their company one bit i don't think nope not a bit they wouldn't gain a fan they wouldn't lose a fan nope they would they tell you what they would gain they gained about four segments of tv that they could give they could give people with some talent that's right that's right um i hate this it's just i ain't they don't have anybody on that roster as as a female that are in that women's division whatever that that is Appealing to me, man. Or ready. Or good. Right. That's the thing. I mean, it's not like they're just not good. If you had, well, uh, yeah, they're not good. They're not good. And then you compare them with somebody like Charlotte or Becky Lynch, and they're just, it's not even in the same planet. No. no. Not even in the same planet. Um, uh, The... uh, the tag team match, Young Bucks versus Page and Omega. At one point in that match, I kind of paused myself and thought, I didn't watch it live. I was like 15 minutes behind on the whole pay-per-view. And I was watching it, and it it, it just occurred, the thought occurs to me, I'm watching something special. That's how I felt. Hmm. Like there, there's a sense of, and this is a special match. And then it got I mean, it got praise from everybody, but like Bruce Mitchell, somebody I really respect 
and he has seen so much more wrestling than me. And he goes on Twitter and it's like, that's the best tag team match I've ever seen. And I'm like, wow. Like, I'm not saying that that's my opinion. I was just blown away. Tony Schiavone said the same thing. Now, Tony Schiavone's obviously in a different position because you get paid by AEW. Mm-hmm. But I was, um, yeah, like, um, like I said, I thought it was a really good match. Um, the thing I want to talk to you about that you did see, because you have not watched the pay-per-view. Mm-mm. I get to the Cody match, and I'm like, what is that on? I don't know what that is on his neck. Mm-hmm. Mark, I don't know if you heard this. Cody got himself a neck tattoo. Boy, didn't. And it ain't a little one. Now, I will say maybe it's going to heal up a little different because so, it looked really, really bright. And sometimes they will, like, right after you get them, you know, because they scab over and whatnot. But, yeah, that was – he's definitely got something going on. <laughs> I, what was I, – I was shocked because he's only got the one little tattoo on his heart that says dream. Right. So we're not talking about a guy who has a bunch of tattoos – no. And it's just another one. It's like it's not like Randy Orton getting the stuff filled in. Right, right. It's uh Yeah. He's got some really bold colors and it's really big and it's in a really prominent area. Yeah, so I put I really think when you know, when we look at Cody Rhodes' career, we're gonna look before the tattoo and after the tattoo. Oh yeah, there's gonna be pre and post tattooed Cody Rhodes. You you may be right. Yeah, he may be right. Speaking of, po- uh, so he has a good match with MJF. One thing that I really, really liked about it was MJF uses a foreign object to win, and he uses the ring that he had won in the Battle Royal on TV. So all these little threads that they're mm-hmm. using—it's not some random right. foreign object. It's that foreign, as object. opposed to WWE, where he would have pulled a kendo stick out from under the ring. Right, and there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I also like that he was the only person who used a foreign object. Right. Like, I don't even know. Maybe somebody may have used a chair or something, but he he is like the heel. Oh, <coughs> yeah. We flipped those kids yeah, I did. Yeah. What do they expect? Like, that's... Yeah, and then, of course, you know, you get the... The people saying, no, no, there's no place for that. Kids are kids. You can't do that. You get, that's what you know what you're getting. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I, the fake outrage from, like, the father. If you're getting your picture made with him, you know who he is. Yeah. You know, and you know what's going to happen. So just chill with the fake outrage, man. You know? Yeah, like, would you get, it? it'd be different if you're, uh, if you're getting p- your picture made with uh, the guy who played Darth Vader, yeah, and if you went and got your picture made with him, and he like tried to choke you, <laughs> that would be crossing the line. Yeah, but getting flipped off by a guy that's known for the way he interacts with people—I mean, that's part of his gig, and everybody knows yeah. it. I don't, and I'm starting to wonder if it's it's. Like, I was trying to imagine, this is where my brain is in life. I was trying to imagine MJF having a normal, non-kayfabe conversation. And I couldn't <laughs> do it. And that's what I knew. This kid's great. 
Yeah. I can't imagine him just sitting down with his mom and opening Christmas presents. <laughs> like, but did you see, you've seen him on Rosie O'Donnell, right? Oh, yeah, When yeah, he was yeah. a kid. Right, right. Um, He's He was adorable. He really was. <laughs> he was adorable. He was. Oh, yeah. man. Um, So, so Cody comes out Wednesday night, and he's calling out MJF, and I think they've that feud still has legs. Yeah, but they've switched gears, and I think they did that with Cody before. That I or there was somebody like I feel like he was doing the deal with Jericho, and then MJF attacked him, and they went off in that direction. Yeah, so like I feel like they keep cutting things short. And on the one hand, I'm like, huh? But on the other hand, I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, we say they're cutting it short, but they're not cutting it short. You leave it there. Yes. You can still do something with it. Or you could do like WWE and you could take everything, make a three-week storyline out of it, run it into the ground where nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah. Have them face each other 87 times over two months. Right. On every TV show that you got, then put a exclusive up on YouTube of when they got into a confrontation in a parking lot. And then nobody cares about it anymore. Right, right. Or you can do something, and you can wait a little while, and you can do something else, and you can wait a little while, and then you can bring them back together as friends, and then and then Cody can turn, and then you can do, and you can keep it going for years that way. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. So, how shocked were you? Jake the Snake Roberts. Well, he's been on there before. Oh yeah, I guess you he know, has. So it's not shocking to me that he that he showed up. It's shocking to me that they're doing another dark. We talk, yeah. you know what I mean? Just the whole got the, the dark, dark. The darkness is coming. You know, I'm you just got the dark uh, order. You know, the ever. the exalted one. Yeah. Then you got uh, the death triangle, and then you now you got Jake Roberts and his thing. Yeah, you know. Saying the darkness is coming or whatever he said. Who do you think his client's going to be? I don't know. Um, I know everybody's saying it's either going to be Brody Lee, Luke Harper, or with the other guy. Lance uh, Archer. Lance Archer. So with that company, knowing that company, it'll probably be somebody else. Right. You know. So far. And they'll bring them out and they'll act like we're supposed to know who they are. <laughs> like this, you know, and maybe you give Jake, maybe, I don't know, man, but like, that wouldn't surprise me if it ain't either one of those guys. I don't think it's Matt Hardy. No. There's no reason to put Jake Roberts and no. Matt Hardy together. Yeah. He doesn't need the rub. And I don't think Matt Hardy's going with the Dark Order. So I'm wondering no, who their exalted so one's going to be. Because I think their exalted one is going to be someone outside of those three. So who's like the fourth person coming in? Could like it who? be the fallen angel Christopher Daniels? Well, that's what I thought. But then he came to the. That's what I at the pay per view he came out. Somebody came out in a cape and a hood, uh-huh. and we're all thinking this is the exalted one. This because this weird music was playing. Then it was Christopher Daniels. He takes everything off and he attacks the Dark Order. So it's a perfect ruse. So maybe it will end up being him? I don't know. Maybe it will. We'll see. Well, you'll see. I won't see, but you'll see. Yeah. I can, I don't have TV anymore. Oh, yeah. You cut your YouTube TV. Yeah, I'm raw, baby. 
and I don't mean WWE. I'm getting back to my basics, man. Getting back to the basics of life. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about throwing my recliner away, really making the ultimate sacrifice so that I don't have anywhere to sit. I growl at my wife about five times a day now. She loves it. Like what kind of growl? I just look at her and go, or some, you know, form of that. Yeah. You know, just I bark at her. You know, she likes it. And I send her gifts of different animals growling too. When I'm when she's at work or I'm at work, we can't see each other. I send her. Last night I sent her King Kong on top of the Empire State Building, pounding his chest. It sounds like this would be a topic for another podcast. No, man. It's not dirty. I know. I'm not saying it's dirty. You implied it was dirty. You inferred it was dirty. Maybe a little bit. No. No. So man. what when you growl at your wife, what what do you what do you communicate? I I think it's just the way I feel, man. Uh, it's just how I feel now. Feeling good. I feel like a Neanderthal caveman. Yeah. You know? But not I Yes, yes. But not like most people would think. You're, you mean I'm about to leave the cave and get us some dinner, not just lounging around. Right. Right. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. For not, some reason, I think everybody thinks Neanderthal caveman would be like a bad thing. Yeah, like that. That mug is taking care of business. Yeah, those dudes were hard scrabble, man. Yeah. Yeah, they were all about that life. Yeah. Kind of like Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts was all about it. Yeah, he was. What did you he think? Of, have you seen his promo? Heard the promo? I did, yeah. I watched the promo on YouTube. I'm I thought. A, anytime Jake Roberts does something, I'll check it out. I thought it was really good, and I thought it was it was vintage. My daddy always said, don't turn your back on anybody you're respect. That, that was great. I thought the promo was just okay. Yes, I but agree I think with that. He, but he saved it with that. Mm-hmm. That was classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like that was. So let me let's go into this. So so far, AEW has been able to have some surprises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, somebody showed up as a surprise, and people knew who it was. Right. But we, but you had a good explanation as to why you think AEW has been able to oh, have a lot oh, of Oh, I don't think it. I know it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think that's How why. is it that I'm they've... I'm 100% positive that Dave Meltzer's just not ruining their shows like he does everybody else's. That Meltzer knows. Yeah, but he's just not reporting it. Yeah. Because yeah. they name moves after him, and they let him hang around, and as somebody else said more listen i'm not knocking dave Meltzer. i, I right. like some of what he does I, but you know he went from being the guy that that wanted to hang around with everybody to the guy that everybody wants to hang around with and it, i think it's gone to his head a little bit and basically they have built an entire wrestling promotion mm-hmm. off of what dave Meltzer thinks yeah it's like tony it would be like if you took all of Thomas Jefferson's writings mm-hmm. and said, we're going to base government off of this. He, They basically took the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It's like, we're going to base an entire wrestling promotion off of 
depth of knowledge we have picked up from this. If he says that's a good match, that's the kind of matches we're going to have. Yeah. If he says this is a dumb way to spend money, we're not going to spend money on it. Yeah. If he wants pyro, we're going to give him pyro. <laughs> and uh, I just find that very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just my guess on on things because he spoils everything else. And he ain't – so, to me, it just reinforces the fact that no one – everybody gets their news from Meltzer. All the other websites because nobody's spoiling it because he's not saying it and then everybody else reporting it as if they're if it's them right. reporting it. Somebody will eventually. Somebody will get a source there. It's just an it's just an early company. It's a young company, and yeah. I think there's sources, but I just I don't know. There's almost like I don't know. I don't know. It's it's nice. I'm I guessing like being surprised. Right, there's sources, blah blah blah. But everybody's happy right now. Right. Let's, let's give it another year or two, till it ain't brother, brother, brother. We're all best friends anymore. Yeah, and somebody else is making a lot more money, and somebody else is getting the push that you think you deserve, and then we'll see if anybody starts leaking stories. Yeah, I think they all signed three-year deals, so we're a year into that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see here. We'll see when everybody starts re-signing, and so and so's making more money than me, and so and so's getting title opportunities, and blah. Blah, blah, blah. All the saying, I don't like the direction they're going with this, and blah, blah, blah. We'll see what happens. I I already think they got way too many people on their roster. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they do. Which is, you know, makes no sense, man. Because, you know, back to the women's division, go out and hire some, some veteran female wrestlers and bring them in and have these people, putting them against each other. Right. Once every twice a month, maybe, because yeah. they don't all of them work every week, right? You know, get some people in there that can where they can work together and, and get some ring time with one another. That's uh, another thing that's hurting them is they run one show a week. Yeah, they're not running a loop where mm-hmm. Marco Stunt could wrestle Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and mm-hmm. get better. Right. Marco Stunt needs to be sitting in the ring. He needs some help. It's not believable putting him in there with some of these guys. I'm sorry, man. It just ain't. It ain't for me, man. I don't like that silliness. Yeah. In wrestling. I don't. And I ain't going to start liking it. It ain't got nothing to do with what Jim Cornette thinks or what nobody thinks. It's just my personal opinion. I don't like all that silliness. I don't want to see it. Right. I don't believe anything about him. Right. He looks like a child. He really does. And he's going to get hurt real bad. Right. And that's going to be on their heads for, for, for doing that. He's going to, like, just his. He already has one time gotten hurt real bad. Yeah. On a. On a, a nothing throwaway. Yeah. Show in a dive bar somewhere. Yeah. I don't, you know, you, you read about, I mean, to me, that's. A huge difference between wrestling now and back in the day. What do you think Ole and Aunt, Ole and Gene would have done to Marco Stunt? They put him in the hospital. They wouldn't have had to. 
Oh, they, right. Because they'd have run off a guy that was five times his size. And he'd have said, I don't believe I want but like, <laughs> I don't believe I, I want none of that. Somebody, like one of the tweets this week, what's the strangest venue you've ever worked in? And people were, you know, giving answers, and they were talking about these low ceilings. And I'm like, you think Crockett Promotions ever had to worry about a building they ran having a low ceiling? Because they were, listen, the wrestling business, this is going to make some people mad, but it's just going to have to make them mad. Yeah. It's full of people who think that they're, that they're wrestlers, yeah, and think that they're big time, and they're not. Right. Just to get, you know what I'm saying? If you if you got another job, right. It is what it is. There's nothing wrong. I'm not knocking people that do it. Right. I don't understand me, but I'm not. You know, some of these guys just take themselves way too seriously for what they are. Some, some, right? <laughs> Most, but not all. Right. You know what I mean? I got. I always throw the the disclaimer yeah. in there. I'm not talking about the guys that have real lives. Yeah. Re, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that. They got real jobs and they take care of their responsibilities, and they wrestle on the weekend. I'm not. Those guys don't take themselves too seriously. No, no, you know no, what no. I mean? They no. know who they, they kind of know their place, right? And they're having fun, and, and they know Vince McMahon is. They're not waiting on Vince McMahon's right. phone call. Not talking about those guys at all. I'm talking about the guys that live on somebody's couch right you know and eat you know gas station hot dogs right so they can say that they're pro wrestlers and they don't have any kind of second plan to fall back on and they got no chance of making it that's what i'm talking about and boy they love to get on twitter Act like they're Harley Race and Johnny Valentine talking about what it used to be like. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I I feel like um, how do I want to say this? If me and you got my son Drake, we gave him my video camera, and me and you wrote down. Some lines, <laughs> and we went out in the yard, and we could f- make a movie. This is a good way of saying it. Yeah. And we could edit that, mm-hmm. and we could uh, put it out. Set a projector up in your backyard and charge people $5 to come watch it. And we could tell everybody. We made a movie, mm-hmm. but that don't make us filmmakers, right? And I and I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's and and, it, and I mean maybe that's I mean independent wrestling is a lot of like independent film. Every now and then, an independent film will break out, make it big, make a lot of money, yeah. win some awards. Uh-huh. Every now and then, an independent band will yeah. break out. And Listen, the Rolling Stones are touring this year. They're, they're coming to Atlanta. And Charlotte. I think we're going to see them in Charlotte. I ain't sure yet. I appreciate you inviting me. Anyway, like, 
the Rolling Stones, you know, they start out playing the pubs and all that. But it just because you playing in your friend's basement or you playing at a you ain't the Rolling Stones playing at a big old stadium. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. It's a different <laughs> level. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. <laughs> um, if you got a podcast that you do <laughs> in a friend of yours' basement right. with spider webs all around you, yeah, that don't mean you're on the same level. This is the Conrad Thompsons of the world doing them with our We are not Adam Carolla. No. Mm-mm. Nor do I claim to be or want to be. Well, I may have claimed to be. We do have listeners all around the world. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not knocking anybody that does things for fun, but just don't. Some of them, All my point is they just take themselves too seriously. But serious. you and I can get... The exact same equipment that Conrad Thompson has. Yeah. We have access to the same podcasting. We get the same hosting. All of that. But it don't make us, you know. Yeah. It don't make us something we ain't. I don't want to be. I don't really want anybody to recognize me when I go places. You want to be the second most recognizable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy with everybody knowing who you are and everybody thinking that, that they don't want to talk to me. It was great. You know, a couple of weeks ago we went to the Battle Zone show. People who had not, who didn't know, like new people who don't really know who I am. Like, Who's that guy? Like you made him do double take. Yeah. I'm a single take guy. Well, I mean, that's because I'm bigger than most of the guys on the car. Right. Yeah. Yes. Listen, now, Kathy Kelly's bigger than half the guys on the cars. <laughs> this, this is true. So, on the previous episode, I was talking about Medieval Knights. That was another thing. I wasn't inspired. Like, there was the night that our section was cheering for. He was, like, pretty, he was like a pretty muscular guy. Yeah. Everybody else, I was like, I'm, I'm bigger than them, yeah. taller than them. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't inspire me. Like, nobody, none of those kids left there thinking, I want to be a knight. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, people, like, did you really inspire anybody to say, <laughs> I think, I, you know, I think when I grow up, I've kind of made my mind up. I'm going to be a knight. I don't think that's a career path. That you I think really a bunch of them anymore. said, you know what, I'd like to perform in the medieval knights. I can learn how to ride a horse. I don't have a whole lot of lines. Uh, yeah, joust. Then they all came out and like take pictures. Like these guys, like I am. They don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. <laughs> I mean, I'm like these guys. Just y'all just finished the Dungeon Dragon tournament, didn't you? And rolled up. Oh, they, that's probably why they enjoy this. I'm sure they take some of their stuff home with them. They probably use a lot of these and thous when they talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. But it was uh it was good. It was good. It would have been a lot more believable had they slapped their leg. That's right. And they jousted. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just speaking of slapping leg, back to AEW. Um I love 
I really enjoy watching the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always liked Pentagon. I know that they're slapping their legs. Because mm-hmm. I hear the sound. But I don't ever see them. A lot of them are like, good at it. Their kicks are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're just they're on it. They're on a level. It's like this incredible level, and um, that only think, a few of us ever get to. right. But I think that's one of the reasons I appreciate them more in AEW is they're on such a d- different level than half the roster. It's true. Um. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> Write that down, everybody. Lucha Brothers, they're good. The Lucha Brothers are good. They're a good tag Just team. good. Good. Not great. Just good. Slightly above average. They're above average. Not the greatest ever. Yeah. Not the greatest tag team ever. No. Could they be? I mean, I guess they could. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Ray Phoenix is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. He really does. He does some amazing stuff. Yeah. The only thing, the... Uh, the zero fear thing, I yeah. think, is about, you know, 25 years too late. Right. To me, personally, I just think it's kind of cheesy. It's, uh-huh. a, you know, it reminds me of no fear. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, for me, it's just a little, uh, you know, it's a little outdated. A little outdated. But, uh, and they rely real heavily on it. Yeah. They will hold up a match. Like, yeah, to stop and do the hand gesture. Right. Now, one thing, <clears throat> we're all over the place today. That's all right. One thing that I like about them is they have, they've started tagging a lot more. And that was another thing about that tag title match at the pay-per-view with the Young Bucks is they made so many tags. Like, there were a couple of times the tag was awkward. Because mm-hmm. I've grown so accustomed to just kind of the blind tag or just going in whatever you want to. Right. But it was like, oh, my goodness, they're, like, really emphasizing tagging. Hmm. And as a tag team connoisseur, a member of a great tag team, the Radical, <laughs> the Radical Rockers. <laughs> uh, and you, you know, also a tag team. Uh, not nearly as successful no, no, no. as the Radical Rockers. Who could be? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, literally, you couldn't book yourself to be any better <laughs> than what we did. I mean, we came in. Our first day on the job were the six-man tag team titles, also holding the top three singles titles. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And there were only two of y'all. Well, there were three. And we started out started out with Toby Skelton. He really didn't make it, uh, you know, uh, partly because he didn't come to our cut house. the mustard. Partly because he didn't come to our house. Enough times, yeah. Uh, but yeah, those were the days. I would like, you know, we talk about getting healthy. I would like to get, you know, part of me wants to get healthy. So, like, if I had a day where I like wanted to have a pretend wrestling match, I could. <laughs> so you could I get wouldn't... in touch and get hooked up with your your. No, sec- no, no, no. I would just like wrestle the Invisible Man or something. But I can't even whip the Invisible Man into the ropes right now. Oh man. Like, I want to feel good enough to where if I just, you know. If you have to hand out hand out a couple of fake knuckle sandwiches, <laughs> you'll be able to. 
if I want to jack some jaws, <laughs> that's right. I want to be able to do it. Uh, I want to be able to do it. Um, so to sum up this episode, WrestleMania bad. Lucha uh, Brothers good. Oversized neck tattoos, really bad. Really bad. Jake Roberts. Always good. Good. Um, yeah, Marco Stunt. Not for me. Too small. Yeah, a little too small. Yeah. For me, if you like him, hey, man, cool. Like what you like. I could care less. <laughs> like what you like. For me, I don't dig it, man. Yeah. Not believable. Nah, not in the least bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, if you're just now hearing this and you didn't know Cody Rhodes got a neck tattoo, you must not go, watch any Go check it out. It's a, it's I, something to see, boy. I, it's going to be in at doubledropkick.com. That's going to be the image for this episode. Because <laughs> yeah. at first people were like, that can't be real, or maybe it's like, maybe it'll wash off. And then he's posted all the pictures of him getting <laughs> the tattoo. I'm telling you, the neck is a sensitive area. Number yeah. one, I don't know that I can lay there with my head that, I, it's impressive that he was able to get the tattoo. Not really. I mean, no, it's not. It's not impressive? No. All right, if you were going to get a neck tattoo, uh-huh. what would it be? It wouldn't, because I wouldn't get a neck No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't. Like, I would have to think about it. I don't know. I mean, I can't answer that, because I don't know what it would be. But let's just say everybody. It wouldn't be that. Yeah, he kind of, like, like, what if he ever went back to WWE? Like, that's a copyrighted image. I mean, he would, yeah, I don't know how all that works. I don't know, man. You're getting way into it now. No, I wonder what my neck tattoo would be. That's a good question. What would your neck tattoo be? Yeah, if I had to get a neck tattoo, what would it be? Hmm. Maybe a Batman symbol. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what I would get. I don't know. Frankenstein? Oh, that would be good. Maybe. I, I like the Universal Monsters, so maybe. Yeah. What is ever happening with that? Are they going through? Are they going to do those? No, <laughs> no. But they are, you know, building a um, a new theme park. The Universal's building another theme park down there. Oh, is it going to be a third one? Well, it's going to be part of one of the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're building a new. Th- it'll be a third. They call it fourth because they consider the new water park to be a theme park. Too. Oh, gotcha. But so officially, it will be a fourth park down there. One of the one of the lands is going to be the Universal Monster Land. That'll be designed like an old English village, and it's supposed to have, I think, Frankenstein's castle and the windmill will kind of be the focal point of the the land. Looking forward to that. It's going to be like 2024 before that opens. Oh my! Yeah, so we got a little while to wait on that. <laughs> Well, we ain't got nothing else to wait on. We're done with the Star Wars saga. We're done with Avengers. No, they're not done with the Avengers yet. Well, they're done with that part. Oh, you're talking about the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what do we got to look forward to? Not much, man. The cold grip of death. 
No, that's a long way off. Yeah, that's right. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. I tell you, you like, you used to wake up in, every morning waking, waiting for the cold embrace of death, but you don't, you're not, you well, not anymore. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. Hey, if you want to get on Mark's list for him to text you at 4.30 in the morning when he wakes up and gets ready to go walking, uh, just uh, just tweet me, and I'll send him DM DM you, DM, you will not. <laughs> DM DM me your phone number. I will give it to Mark, and we will put you on his text list. He'll create a group chat. <laughs> First of all, but don't be making promises that I got no intention of keeping. I will forward the text. How about that? <laughs> you can do Mark that if will you will text want to. me. Of course, my phone does not receive. It doesn't wake me up because I. Thank goodness. Uh, Why well, get up at five forty-five? I tell you, and that's what I'm going to do. What am I going to do when I get up at five forty-five? Knowing you've already walked three miles, it's going to change what I do between six and six thirty. Is it really? Maybe I ain't going to sit there on Twitter and see what trended overnight. Ooh, ooh, that's trendy. big time important. Trendy, <laughs> trendy, yeah. Well, everybody's done dropped out of the presidential race, so yeah. not waiting to hear that anymore. No. You know, Mike Bloomberg could have given us all a dollar and fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Stop listening to stupid people. Hey, if you if you don't know what we're talking about, they said people who get paid to analyze politics did the math. It said Mike Bloomberg could have given every American a million dollars. Because there's what three hundred and fifty three hundred and fifty million people he could have given. He spent five hundred million. Yeah. On advertisement, and he could have given all of us one million dollars. Just I did the math. It would be three hundred if it was three hundred twenty-five million people, a million dollars each, three hundred and twenty-five trillion dollars yeah yeah i can write a check for that oh i got that in the between the cushions of the couch <laughs> you're not gonna get rid of your couch too are you no 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 all right it's getting late in the afternoon and uh it's been good man we talked for about an hour and a half before we hit record yeah y'all should have heard that conversation that would have been worth some money that was good stuff. That's why we. That's why we don't share that. Yeah, our lunch conversation was good too. Wasn't it? A, we had some good talks today. We did, man. I swear. Listen, I'd rather do that than. Yeah, than me too, man. Talk about the financials of Antonio Inoki's investments in yeah. Japanese wrestling. Don't nobody care about that. No, I care about you. And when I see my Thanks, friend man. healthy and wealthy and wise and. Hopefully, he'll share some of that with me. So, hey, uh, yeah, DoubleDropKick.com is where you can find us. Hey, go to Patreon. Just about every other day, I'm sharing some insights on the independent wrestling scene in the Carolinas. Uh, Basically, just uh, folks send me questions, ask me things, and I just kind of share what's going on. I really just try to talk about the trends in Carolina wrestling and Georgia's wrestling. Uh, they're on completely different levels right now, and it's very fascinating, very interesting. And if you find that fascinating, interesting, 
for a dollar a month, you can get that. It's it's typically you know two or three uh, episodes a week. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. So uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at Heath Mulligan. I'm at the DDK show. And uh, yeah, you can tell. I can tell. Mark got up at four thirty this morning. We're fade man. So hey, it's all right. You get up and you get out there and do something. Quit sitting around. I hope you're listening to us while you're running or walking or at the gym. That's what I hope. Me too, man. If you're saying you don't have enough energy, remember you got enough energy to walk back and forth to the refrigerator and stuff food in your face. That's right. No more stuffing food in our face. We're getting after it. The best days of the Double Drop Kick show are ahead of us. So, with that being said, for the Double Drop Kick show and all of our associates, I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.